Welcome to Create Your Best Life, a podcast channel supporting women to find their voice and discover who they want to be. My name is Debbie Crouch. I am a creative wellness mentor, artist and author. Helping people who feel lost and alone discover their true selves through expression of emotions with creativity. How do I know? Because I've been there and found my true self with a passion for sharing with others. Offering you the opportunity to learn how to start on this journey of finding yourself through learning art for wellness as an adult, recognising my calling to connect with people, sharing my lived experiences and telling my story in a way to support and help others. Creativity for me is one of my natural soul gifts which began in early childhood and exploded into my life with passion in my 50s. The magic lies in your hands. They are the direct line to your heart, the seat of your soul. So let's look at how we can create your best life. To speak out for the voice of women with art for wellness and create your best life. Welcome to Create Your Best Life with Debbie Crouch. I'm here today to be joined by a guest who I've been really looking forward to, and this is Neetha, and she is a recovery coach. But I'd like to tell you a little bit about more about that. I actually met Neetha many years ago when I was on my own recovery journey, and to be honest, how my life has changed since then is unbelievable which is one of the reasons why I wanted Neetha to come along and explain who she is and what she does. But over to you, Neetha, it's what you can explain. <laughs> oh, Debbie, um, first of all, this is like a real honour to be here because like you said, we were kind of in this journey together at the beginning and we've seen each other both go so far in this time. So really happy to be here. Um, my name is Neetha Yurian. I am the CEO of Recovery Coach Academy. Um, we also own a community interest company called Recovery Coach Community, where we try to give back as much as we can. I am a woman in recovery, the mother of a daughter in recovery, um, the glue to four generations between the ages of 10 and 82, all living under the same roof, controlled chaos, full of love. And yeah, so that's the start of the conversation, I think, but I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of other things. <laughs> but I know that one of the good questions to ask you, first of all, is what is recovery coaching for anybody who doesn't understand what that may mean? Gosh, I think the easiest way for me to explain it is to tell you how it worked in our lives. So um, my daughter was on a path of destruction domestic violence, addiction. And as a family, we reached out in Texas because that's where she was for support. And one of the people who came into my lives was a recovery coach. So they are someone who walks with you on your path of recovery, no matter what that looks like. And for us, initially, that was the first two years before my daughter found recovery. So that person helped me figure out how to take care of myself, have some self-care in my life, gave me great resources, 
um, inspired me to try new things, to protect my time, um, and then also helped me have an arsenal of resources available for when my daughter was ready to accept health. Um, when I brought my back daughter from Texas to the UK to live with me, we couldn't find any of those people that looked like that recovery coach. Um, my daughter had a recovery coach the whole time she was in treatment. And that coach still supported her through Zoom and Facebook Messenger and all those digital methods from the US. Um, and it just got us thinking to why don't people in England have access to the help that we had, not only before my daughter found recovery and treatment and during, but also afterwards, because that recovery coach who helped me before my daughter found recovery is still in my life today. And that's like a seven year relationship, you know? So, um, so we just kind of recovery coaches meet people where they're at and walk with them, no matter what path of recovery that is, they choose. And that could be before anybody, you know, not everybody has to hit rock bottom. If we intervene before they might do. Um, sometimes it's helping people find that process of recovery. And then the people I work with, a lot of people, you know, on the other side of that, who want to do great things, live a fulfilled life, make their dreams reality, you know. Um, so, yeah, so recovery coaches can be lifestyle consultants, advocates, friends, allies, confidants, resources, brokers, so many different things. And yeah. That's, I think, about how I'd sum it up. <laughs> That's great. And I know that you came into my life when you were working through the Recovery College in Leeds. Yes. And one of the early memories is when you were actually doing the Power of Stories. Yeah. And that's how we got together. Yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit about what that means? Sure. Um. So Our Stories Have Power is a training that was created in the U.S., um, and it is to help people share their story to advocate for recovery. Um, because one of the things that I really like to tell people is, one, not everybody's entitled to hear your story. So you don't have to tell it if you don't want to. And we don't need to tell our whole story to get a point across. You know, um, so that tra I took that training in my life and I can just remember it gave me a different language to talk about myself, my family, the things we were going through. Um, and it allowed me to have my power in that, you know, to own which things I wanted to say publicly, which things I wanted to keep private and which things maybe I just still needed to think about till I made a decision. Um, so when it's really good, I think often when we say the word advocate or community messaging, people think, oh, my God, I have to be on Sky News or CNN or whatever. But you can advocate across the fence in your backyard to your neighbor. You know, and when we have the tools and we have the communication information, then we make better decisions. And I think you're a shining example of that because you definitely took that, figured out what your story was. And I count my blessings every day you're in my life but I also uh, you just amaze me I'm kind of like oh my gosh you know we've known each other about four and a half years and you have just gone from strength to strength to strength and I kind of I have to say Debbie I remember we met and probably about 18 months later you were talking to me about web designing creating pages 
doing all this stuff. And I was like, holy moly, when I met this woman 18 months ago, this wasn't even in, in probably either one of our vocabularies. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I can remember when I met you, I was at a period where I didn't have much confidence. I didn't know where I didn't have much self-worth. And I certainly didn't know how I could tell my story because there was so much stigma and judgment out there. There was a fear of being able to say who you was and what you were going through. So it really changed my life. And I, I do believe that people do come into your life at the right time, and you certainly did. Yeah, um, which I can't, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for leading me on on the way and supporting me. Um, but I just want to know if if you could say a little bit about who would you say that recovery is for? Anybody and everybody. I like to say that um, everyone knows somebody. You just may not know who that somebody is. And that is usually due to stigma, discrimination, fear. Um, And I'd say it may not be recovery. Sure, if you have your own individual journey or problems as a person who might be using substances or gambling or whatever that may be. um, But there's always at least five or 10 other people impacted. And they are your family members, your friends, your employers, your community. And then the opposite to addiction is community. So then that just brings in all the people in our community. You know, they if we can educate people to be an ally for recovery, you know, people who get into recovery and like I said, have big dreams. They need some allies who have different skills, different contacts, different friends, And the importance of having a recovery-friendly community, a recovery-friendly workplace, you know, all of that stuff is relevant. And, you know, you don't have to do it all and you don't have to be maybe, a lot of people think working with people in recovery is people in chaos, crisis, homelessness. And they're not, they're people like you and me. You know, there's this, that's just that small percentage that, you know, people make a lot of bad press about, but, you know, where the, there are people in recovery who are CEOs, who are nurses, who are doctors, there is communities supporting those people. So I think recovery is just, even if it's not relevant to your life or your family's life, it's probably relevant to your community. So if you're open to it, just get a little bit educated about it and become an ally. And that is what I'm so proud of being able to do when I was one of the first members I know that came along when you learned launched to do the recovery uh, course. And it was just meeting all the different people and like working together. And there's, there's so much in there that I would never have even thought about because what you're doing in the UK is something that is so much needed and, and but people don't know what it is no no um, yeah it's it's challenging at times but it's also so rewarding and you know I think about that first class of like you and I just think you know those I think 14 people all of them are still in my life today you know and I think that's where I realized the magic and the synergy happens is like somebody said to me once what you do is not a course it's a community and that just made my heart sing because you know like you James a few of the other people I mean 
I talk to y'all still. We have more than a trainer, trainee, participant, whatever you want to call it, relationship. We're friends. We're invested in supporting each other. We're invested in it, all of us succeeding. There's no competition. It's all collaboration. And I just think that's what's missing sometimes in this world is, you know, out of all those people in that class, that Zoom classroom with you, I think everyone's doing something that either is in recovery or supports recovery. None of them are doing the same thing. And that's what's great. And we all we all support each other because community has always been a key. Yeah. And you actually set up a community to encourage people to work together, get yeah. to know each other and support each other. And yeah. that in itself is strength. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say now, three years down into your journey, are the sort of things that you're working, working within? So it's been, I guess it's been really interesting. You know, I was... I thought when, so when we set this up, my daughter and I were desperately looking for a community like we had in Texas and some recovery coaches like we had in Texas. And I kind of went, oh my gosh, well, if we want recovery coaches, we need to train recovery coaches. So COVID was a bit of a blessing for my family and I. I know it caused a lot of hardship for a lot of people, but we were locked in the house because my mom was there and she we had to shield and do all of that thing and homeschool. Um, but it was kind of a case of either either we're all going to have to work on something together or somebody's going to end up buried under the backyard kind of scenario. So we all sort of came together on this. How do we give people what we had? Um, and so from that very first training with 14 people, I think, an email account and a Zoom link. Um, we've trained over 500 people through the CCAR recovery coaching curriculum. We have over 25 um, people who have got their recovery coach professional designation. Um, we've, I think we've had over 2,000 people attend our free community workshops and education. This past year, I was honored to train the first, I think, 60 recovery coaches in Qatar, um, of which now 12 are recovery coach professionals. I think already four are in paid employment. Um, You know, we've gone through the whole CPD standards accreditation. My daughter gave her first keynote speech to 300 people in Northern Ireland last month. I just got back from speaking at the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals. Life is so different today, but what I've realized is it's just the beginning. It is just the beginning, you know, and I am so excited about what the future holds, even though I don't know what it necessarily is. And that's a bit bit like you, I bet a bit like you, Debbie, kind of, what we're doing now, we didn't anticipate we would have been doing three years ago. But I've learned to just trust the process, you know, yeah. and as a, as a as a need or a gap appears, 
we are so lucky to have some global recovery leaders, some great people with business acumen who just support us and answer some questions. And so I will just keep going and doing just like I know you will, you know, creative wellness and art is just going to be, you know, yeah, as good and as big as Recovery Couch Academy is going to be in three or four years. And we're passionate and we care. And, you know, like my mentor says, do the right thing, which stands for act with respect, integrity, gratitude, honesty, and transparency, and continue. And sometimes we don't know what continue is, but we just keep going one foot in front of the other. And that's what makes it exciting. You don't always yeah. need to know what's out there. Just yeah. keeping an open mind, looking for the opportunities, yeah. seeing who it is that you've got connections with, and you just never know where life's going to take you. Um, I never dreamed <laughs> life would take me to Qatar, you know, or back to Texas or any of the other places it's taken me. And yeah, so I'm just open to see what happens next. So if anybody was wanting to get in contact with you to find out more about what you do, what what would you advise them to do? Oh, you can drop me an email personally if you would like to. Um, you can reach out on our website. Um, so the email is hello at recoverycoachacademy.co.uk or um, you can find us on Facebook, Recovery Coach Academy, Instagram, all that usual stuff. Thank goodness I have a 29-year-old daughter who helps with all that because the minute somebody says TikTok to me these days, I have a panic attack. I don't know how you're doing it, Debbie. I just get scared. <laughs> but yeah, um, or reach out to Debbie and she can put you in contact with me. But would yeah, free community education. If you just want to chat and think we might have a resource that might help, happy to point people in the right direction or give them a warm handover to the best person that will help them. Um, what I love about, it's a mum and daughter, it's you and Khalees working together, yeah. but you've got such a strong relationship and how you bonded together in a, fa in a family, you've got a family home with different generations. I yeah. just think it's absolutely amazing. It's it's interesting. It's, um, you know, if somebody had asked me eight years ago what my life would look like, I probably would have said, oh, me and my husband will be in a nice little two bedroom place. We'll probably go on a couple of holidays a year working full time for somebody else, you know, and um, life circumstance changes that drastically. And, you know, it's not perfect. I don't I do not want to kind of say to anybody it is perfect but it's worth it. And I don't think I'd change it, even though some things aren't great all the time, you know? I'd love just a little space that I could put a big bolt lock across the door and have a lot of privacy all the time and lock everybody out. But I, it's moments like my mom, my grandson's great-grandmother reads to him every night, you know? And when I, if I've had a bad day, and I walk into my mom's little bed set, bed sit space we've created for her. And my grandson is sitting on the arm of the chair and my mom is reading to him. It's moments like that that make it all worthwhile. Because I don't know many grandchildren that get their great grandmother reading to them every night. You know, my mom likes her privacy, but I know if she needs me, I'm here. You know. My grandson hasn't been with a babysitter since the age of three. There's always an adult around. 
Um, I hate video games. My husband loves them. So, you know, it's kind of like we just share the load. I am sure, I think if I had to go back and do it again, I'd probably figure out a better house schedule management of this process. But, you know, I can't. And, you know, my mom plays her own role in this. She jokes that she is our dish fairy and our laundry fairy. So she does all the dishes and the laundry, but that is such an important role in a house of five people. And that allows my daughter and I to do the work we're doing. If we had to do all of that, we wouldn't be able to do as much work. So I think it's recognizing, it's reminding myself often the value of everybody in the house and the role they play and the value of having four adults who all love my grandson and he feels so safe, so secure, so loved. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'd change it. But some days it's really hard to manage. And you don't want to see my grocery bill. You know? <laughs> yeah. Grocery shopping has become a mammoth task from having two people to five. And a dog and a cat. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a happy home. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a happy home when we have our normal, you know, family tiffs. Why did you do that? Who left the coffee pot empty? Da, 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 da. But that's just life. Well, that's normal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We just have five people saying it instead of two. <laughs> so what are your plans for the future? Have you got any anything coming up that you'd like to share with us? Well, we are. So we deliver the CCAR um, accredited, NADAC and CPD accredited curriculum. So we're adding, I think, two or three more courses to that about working with people in the criminal justice system and in the emergency room. We have been gifted and blessed with a whole nother curriculum to upskill coaches um, from another partner that we're working with. I think I'm heading off to Qatar in February or March again. And I think Khalees and I are both heading off for work to Dubai in February. So lots of exciting things happening. So yeah, yeah. It's a lot different from COVID where we never left the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I speak to you, you've always got these exciting things that are coming into your life. And it's absolutely joyful to be able to interview you today and for you to talk about everything that's going on. I'm blessed. And, you know, and if somebody had told me to run a business plan for this, I don't think I would have included all the stuff we're doing in it. Um, because I just really thought we were going to work in our little community or in England. And it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the work has come through other places. And we've trained people from 14 different countries now. That's just mind blowing with three different types of translation in Polish, Russian and Arabic. How did all that happen? <laughs> it's just crazy, Debbie. How did we do this? Well, I think you've, you've got something that's unique. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's delivered by love and there's, there's a passion behind it. Yeah. Um, And I couldn't recommend you enough to anybody oh. out there because uh, this lady is amazing. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> but and so are you. <laughs> I feel like this is a love fest, but I just, I just, I have to say the same thing about you, Debbie, because, you know, some people come into my world and, you know, there's a percentage of them that just see it, believe it, 
and know they can do it. And you are one of those. And I just think back to some of the calls and conversations we've had over the years. And, you know, probably both of us, I was probably ahead of you at some times on things. Now I think you're ahead of me on a lot of things, but I don't even want to learn those things. You're like, but you know, it's, I think it's, you just seized it and you saw it and you made it relevant to yourself, which is the key. You know, you can't, you couldn't do what I do. I couldn't do what you do, but we can take pieces of that and make it our own. But you have done it with class, with vulnerability, with humility, and with a whole lot of go get him and just figured it out. And, you know, I wish so many more people would do that because I think it is usually our own confidence or our fear of what other people will think that stop us from changing the world. And you're changing the world. And it's thank it's thanks to you as well, because if you hadn't come into my life, then I would never have been able to find or identify that I was that person. So it, th there are strong women out there yeah. and we just need to build those relationships and make more of them and share what it is that we do. So, uh, it's been amazing having you as a guest today. Thank you for coming along, Nathan. Thank I hope you that we so can, much. <laughs> I hope we can get together again to find yes. out all of the other exciting things that you've been doing. Oh, thank you so much, Debbie. I love you to bits. Thank you for listening to Create Your Best Life. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode, and if you did, please leave us a review. And don't forget to select the subscribe button. If you'd like to learn more about Art for Wellness, then come along to www.creativewellnessjourney.co.uk.